Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here we go! There's only four words. This is Something Something Bronco. This one's for Pat! That's low! Guy gets the smell of the There's only one person that carries the ball right here! Tim Tebow back in the system. Oh my god. Featuring Mike DeSico and Jess Place. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Hello everybody and welcome to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined as always by Mike DeSico. Mike, the Denver Broncos beat the snot out of the Cleveland Browns this last weekend. Initial thoughts? It was awesome, wasn't it? Oh my god. It was awesome. It was it's just it's just fun to like be in the fourth quarter and be like we going to win the game. We won 5 in a row and not have to like pray for a miracle turnover or somebody to chuck up a Hail Mary pass to get us in field goal position, which has happened. So it just felt good. 
just kind of working it just kind of yeah. just like oh this game is in hand and and it's and it's over it's over we just got to watch the time tick away yeah and you know the the thing that came out of it for me was the defense showed up and put some lumber down you know we're here all week including on this very podcast about how good cleveland's defense was but how about that bronco defense pj Locke was outstanding uh oh hold on my wife just is Hold on. I'll be right back. Stand All by. Right. Keep recording this. I'm okay. going to uh, riff. The thing you listeners don't know is that Jess smells like lilacs. It's like finding that place you always wanted to be, but you never knew existed. That's what it's like knowing Jess' place. It's outstanding. He has, it looks like in the background there, the Thundercats action figure sitting on his windowsill but they also look like they might be engaged in some extracurricular activities. Um, Leo the lion, I don't remember what his name is. He's, something's happening to him. I don't know what it is. What in the name of Thundera is going on there? Oh, it's my boo. He's back. Here he is. <laughs> One feller said, that's, this water that's not is cold. The other feller said, this water is deep. <laughs> that's and not it's euphemism. in my basement. So that's yes. kind of exciting, huh? Yeah. Uh, what, did, what did you talk about while I was gone? Um, my feelings towards you, the vulgar toys you have on your windowsill back there. It looks like the Thundercats are engaged in acts of Congress. Oh, there could be an insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, sword is, what's that sword? The uh, Eye of Sundera? Yes. Yeah, it, it, I think, but it grows a little bit and it looks like that's... <laughs> That's what's happening. Well, if you the knew anything about those types of toys, is that uh, that sword? If you look up the Eye of Thundera sword mm-hmm. on eBay, it, it goes for like twenty to forty bucks. And so I did not, I did not have the Eye of Thundera sword because it is it is too expensive. However, and you're a grown man. Well, yeah, yes, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's why you don't have it. You're right. So where were we before I had a water leak? Talking about uh, the defense putting some thump down. The Cleveland Brown fans have their Dirty Denver hashtag trying to make that a thing. And people are saying, you know, K-Jack and with Sean Payton, Bounty Gate, it's like they're coaching this. It's uh, it's those two hits by Browning and Locke were clean, good football hits. I don't think there should have been a flag thrown on that play that ultimately injured their uh, Greenhorn Quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. But I will defend the Broncos till the end of the earth, even when it is Kareem Jackson uh, doing nefarious, dirty things. I will. Um, but, I mean, even even as someone who condemns Kareem Jackson, you can't honestly say that that was a dirty, intentional hit designed oh, no. to take him out. Oh, no, those were clean hits. That's what I said. They were Those were clean hits. And they don't deserve all this, uh, you know, dirty Denver, that's the way Sean Payton is coaching them stuff. Those were clean hits. They were very hard and violent hits, but they were clean hits, especially P.J. Locks. Somebody posted that, you know, technically Browning left one foot and that constitutes launching, but he didn't go head hunting. There was, that was a nitpick. They just hit hard. They played with some of that passion and fire, and it was so much fun and awesome to see. What about the offense? They did enough. Corlin Sutton each week keeps making plays that only he can make. Who else is making catches like him week in and week out? Nobody. Nobody. Well, you know who except you know who... for uh, Troutman, I guess. Uh, Troutman except had for Troutman. 
had a had that a, a dropped knee touchdown, just barely a hint of whisper of green between his knee and the sideline. Oh my god, that was a catch. That was, that was so good. Cool. Well, you know, speaking of the offense, how much better would this offense be if we had somebody other than the Cortland Sutton who could catch the ball? Like, say, for example, a first round draft pick would step up and help out a little bit from Alabama, or somebody from anybody. Um, and so, you know, Brandon Johnson rumored he's coming back this week. Missing Dulcich really hurts. Tim Patrick really hurts. And all this improvement that we've seen out of Russ, the only receiver he can really trust is Cortland. And that makes what he's doing even more impressive. Well, I thought you were going to do like a backhanded, like where the heck is Jerry Judy kind of thing, and and it's so applied. I was kind of working that angle with you. But it was uh, since, since you kind of you didn't take the bait, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Jerry Judy has completely disappeared from the offense. Where he is Jerry Judy? Well, he wasn't there to begin with. He was there for six games last year, but he hasn't been there at all this year. There's been a moment here, a moment there, but is he is he a bust? Yeah, and it's yeah. funny that. This entire Broncos season's back. Man, can you imagine like six weeks ago we were talking about tanking for the number one overall pick, and now we're talking playoffs. And six weeks ago we we're saying maybe we can get a first for Jerry Judy. And now is it we don't pick up his option. He's our fourth receiver next year, and then somebody else signs him as a free agent and nobody cares. I he could catch on somewhere else, but for whatever reason, it's just not it's not clicking in Denver, is it? It's just, we all thought he was going to be the second coming of Demarius Thomas, and he is everything but. I will still defend Jerry Judy to the death. Nobody makes off-season Instagram workout videos better than he does. This is true. He's, he's elite, and you can't coach that. You either have that social media savvy, or you don't. Nature, nurture, it's yeah. nature. It's nature, oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Definitely. Because if, um, if he was coachable on that, uh, he might get better at football. He might. Russ, man, he was ballsy. He was tough this week. How many passes were like, he's got some guy flying in his chest, and he stood in there and threw the ball, and he took off running on a lot of these plays, and like when he scored the touchdown, he put his head down. He went in there and got those yards and got, you know, took the hits for the team. He played a tough, grown-up game of football, and that was awesome to see. All these uh, people coming to Russ's defense, the, the where, where are the people that were talking trash about him now? I, I would just like to ask the question, where were you when people were talking the trash uh, when he was struggling? Like, there was, there was a cacophony, clatter, yeah. a noise of people all, you know, jumping on, piling on mm -hmm. him. But these people that, that, that are like, are calling out the detractors now, they, they were nowhere to be seen. When when everybody was pigpiling on Russell Wilson. Yeah. And what's the same thing with the Broncos? Like, you know, where are all these people who are saying the Broncos should uh, tank when we were one and five? Like, all of us. Everyone. That's, no that's, one saw there, this coming. There this was nobody not... saying we're going to be six and five and we're going to, you know, run the table here these next uh, month and a half. Nobody said that. We, I didn't think that they were going to win any more games all season, much less rip off five straight. So I, I, I will raise my hand, and I will say that 
that I may have been negative earlier in the season. And I own that. I absolutely own it. I What I was seeing it was not indicative of a team on the cusp of turning things around, of making a playoff run, of doing what the Broncos have done these last few weeks. Like This is yeah. unprecedented what has happened. I've never seen anything like it in my Broncos fandom of 44 years. Like, never. I mean, yeah. People were being negative because all the evidence in front of them was negative. It's not like, you know, we were six and two, like, yeah, well, they should be eight and uh, oh, they suck, blah, blah, blah. People were saying Russ was bad for a reason because he was bad. Yes, I think we all agree, again, because of the evidence right in front of us, that it's Nathaniel Hackett who played a massive role in that. But he was still a bad quarterback last year. The Broncos were a bad football team. And we talked about this last week about the gatekeeping and you can be a Broncos fan and say, you'd have to say their shit smells like roses right now. They smell like roses because they deserve it. It's the honest take, but the honest take seven weeks ago was they suck because they did. You're so optimistic. You can be a Bronco fan and say they were bad. Russell Wilson was bad. And it doesn't make you a fake fan to say, now that they are playing better, they are good and they are better. So anyway, I, I'm with you. I hate all that stuff on Twitter and all these people trying to be like, yeah, I told you so. No, you didn't. No, they were you awful. Didn't. They were unwatchable for the last 18 months. Yes. <laughs> Granted, you know, a lot of those were off-season summer months. But still, it the, the stink carried through. Um, the stench was so prevalent. This turnaround is also weird because we're winning games with offense that – the Denver Broncos haven't really seen before. Like, all of a sudden, these little screen passes and dump passes and whatnot, they seem to be working. Like, this kind of run-first, dink-and-dunk offense that has been so aggravating to watch is suddenly finding pay dirt. It's finally starting to happen. It's not like the Peyton Manning, um, John Elway, you know, launch it 60 yards and, uh, you know, command command the field with an aerial assault. It, it is a very calculated Sean Payton type of offense. Well, Sean Payton's offenses were very, they were much more similar to Peyton Manning offenses. They chucking the ball for 5,000 yards. That was his hallmark. But I said this on Twitter. You know what this reminds me of a little bit? Those Tebow teams finding a way to win. They're not going to throw the ball. Even Russ taking off and running like he did. It's kind of, and the fact that, you know, this team left for dead, finding a way, getting into the playoff hunt. It feels familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think Russ is more competent. The ceiling is much higher. Yeah, like we're able to do more. I'm just saying it feels similar in that, our offense is doing what it needs to do, run base, short passes, winning ugly sort of a thing. Defense stepping up, making the turnovers. Just the seasons have that similar vibe. Obviously, well, I wouldn't say everybody would take Russ over Tebow because there's still people out there who would sign Tebow tomorrow if they could. But Yeah, but those people are it, wrong. But <laughs> it's got that vibe, doesn't it? Kind of the like this team's gonna find a way to win and they may look bad for three and a half quarters but they're going to find a way to win and on sunday they didn't look bad for three and a half quarters they they played pretty darn well on all sides of the ball and it was great it 
was great. It was, it was fun, and it was a game that like we weren't. I, I overheard Terry Bradshaw on the Fox broadcast by accident. I happened to tune that in uh, on my in the car on my Sirius XM radio. Uh, and we get it. You have money. I gotta. I swear to what I have. I live in New Hampshire. Unless I'm gonna listen to the Patriots bullcrap sports radio, there's really no other option. And I'd, I'd I'd much rather listen to nothing than the Patriots' uh, craziness. So I'm not I'm not doing that. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this: for the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to five percent to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get two hundred and fifty dollars when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com/easy. Ramp.com/easy. R-A-M-P.com/easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, um, you, so you overheard Terry Bradshaw, which I feel you can overhear Bradshaw from like four rooms away. But go first ahead. of all, I don't know how he's still on on television. He he played quarterback in in the sixties, right? Seventies. Like, he came to the Steelers like in nineteen sixty nine. I was like 1972-3. And here's the favorite part Here of the Here we go. Just Fire up the Google, Google machine. This Google search is brought to you by mybookie.ag. It's Chris R. 1970. 1970. Okay. Okay. So, 1970 so yeah, so to 1983. Right. No. <laughs> I mean, you, you are can't most get much later not. 60s than the 70s. Okay. Is 1970 the 70s or the 60s? It's 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 like the seventies. And who thing. said the seventies was it, Mike or Jess? It was Mike. <laughs> so who was right? He played college Mike ball in the sixties. <laughs> he threw the ball to his dad in the fifties, probably. Nerd. Silence, you funny fool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're right. He's, he's definitely got post concussion syndrome or whatever. You know. No, it's not that. I just find him completely. Boring, awful, not funny, not entertaining. Uh, he's always hated the Broncos, and uh, it, it carried through to this last weekend when he unequivocally picked the the Cleveland Browns to to beat the Broncos, and he so was wrong again. So did I. See, here's the thing. Other thing I hate about Twitter fans, and not just Broncos fans, but I'm talking about Broncos fans because those are the ones I know. The entire oh, those announcers hate the Broncos. No, they don't. Mark Sanchez was not hating on the Broncos. He was not like cheering for the Cleveland Browns. He, like myself and everybody watching the game, what are the Browns doing? Why are they being so stupid? It's not that he was one of the Broncos to lose and the Browns to win. The Browns were making some stupid, terrible offensive coaching choices. And I just hate the the NFL doesn't want the this team to win or the announcers hate this team. It's all bull crap. Every announcer out there wants a good story and a good game. That's all it is. And it annoys well, the Well, Terry Bradshaw me. actually came out and, and did say that he didn't 
much care for the Broncos. And it, it, and it goes way back to when John Elway was, getting, you know, I don't want to oh, play in cold weather, you know. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, no, so yeah. it's it's not that. I mean, yeah, the the Mark Sanchez stuff. Like, I don't care about that. Like, that's that's fine. I mean, yeah, we were all a little confused why when you have uh, Kareem Hunt, you're going to go to the passing offense against the Broncos, who are notoriously bad at stopping the run, and, and they they, they, they would th- drop back to pass all the time, and they, and that ultimately was their undoing. But and they snapped the ball to people who aren't quarterbacks and were throwing like fancy little reverses when they just had to run straight ahead and get a first down. So I don't blame Sanchez for being t- like not pissed, but confounded by what former the former Broncos quarterback, Mark San- Sanchez, you know, I'm just, I think I joined Bronco <laughs> country and saying we needed that Sanchez era because it would have saved us from the Paxton Lynch era, the Trevor Simeon era. He was brought in to take the Super Bowl champs, to be the steady veteran presence, and he couldn't do it. He was no Joe Flacco, is what you're trying to say. No Joe Flacco. Mike. Is that no. good or bad? Are we insulting uh, It's him bad. It's him? all bad. It's when you okay. have Joe Flacco or Mark Sanchez. I mean, let's not overlook the fact that the Browns did sign Joe Flacco, uh, mm-hmm. and he was on their sideline uh, not uh, being in any way helpful to the young quarterback. It's not his job to mentor them. <laughs> It's no, it's job. not his job. He's just there to collect a check. They didn't yeah. even have him in uniform. I still thought he could come in and do better than the other guys did. In his I... like, in his pants and his a hoodie, I would have given him a better odds of success. You wouldn't give him pads? I'm just saying Flacco coming in in street clothes would have been better than what the Browns actually put out there. And that's not praise to Flacco. That's like, did you see what the Browns put out there? He's like, I'm not going out there. Did you see what they did to the rookie? Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Well, let's so put we, a bow on the Browns hey. and and turn the page. Oh, we're gonna had a, we're gonna had a transition. We're gonna turn the oh, page. Why had a transition? What? Yo. Oh. Speaking of rookie quarterbacks, we face another rookie quarterback this week. Boom. Transition. Go. Can I just that was take good. a moment and enjoy that, that transition? That it transition was, was amazing. It was. I, and you stepped all over it. I would like to smoke a cigarette with you because that was truly yeah. a lifetime experience and what transition. i like best about this is that the sincerity there's there's no oh, sarcasm yeah. i'm gonna take up smoking just because of that transition smoking yeah. with mike smoking with hey mike. dude opening thoughts against the houston texans let's let's capitalize on that terrific transition that you had and yeah, it was and great i want you to take i want you to take it to the house and introduce the Broncos Texans game. Uh, the Broncos play the Texans on Mike. Sunday Mike. in Houston. Mike at 10 a.m. Pacific. Plan 10 a.m. <laughs> West Coast, Best Coast. I guess you guys get it at 11 a.m. Nerds. Somehow the game will end after midnight. Uh, back at where you live, yeah. Yeah, it's that's how it always. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, if the Broncos want to really get that playoff spot it's 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 a it's kind of a must win for the playoffs isn't it because the records are right there you got to get in there what do you think i think they have to win this game if the playoffs are really going to happen i don't know if it's must win i think you could actually drop this one and the detroit one and we're still being pretty good shape i mean dropping this one 
definitely puts the focus on those two Charger games that are coming up because those are kind of like the wild cards, like which Charger team are we going to get? It mm-hmm. certainly would help our cause if we did beat the Texans, but I don't think it's do or die. Um, it's not do or die, but the reason I say it's almost a must win is because one of the first tiebreakers is conference record, and the Broncos, I believe, are three and four, and they lose that tiebreaker right now against the Colts, the Texans, and one other team. So we have to pick up some of these AFC wins as well because those losses against the Jets and the Raiders look even worse now than they did then. If we win one or two of those, if we win both of those, we're uh, eight and three and tied for first place in the AFC for Frick's sake. Can you imagine that? That's what's standing between us and being the playoffs right now is Nathaniel Hackett and Josh McDaniels. What is this? We have to win some of those AFC games to get the tiebreaker. The Texans and the Broncos are both six and five. The head to head win. We need that tiebreaker too. So it's it's not must win, but it's about as close as you can get if you want to be a serious playoff contender. I'm going to go ahead and say that the Broncos should win this game against really? the Houston Texans. Yes, I, I think the only thing better than five in a row, and I double-checked this before we t- went on the air, it's six in a row. And hold I on, think let me, hold on, let me check the numbers. Yeah, the numbers add up. That's six true. Six in a row is better. Six in a row is better than five in a row. And so I I think that we've already won games that we had no business winning. The game against the Chiefs, the game against Minnesota, the game against the Bills, the game against the Browns. Like, these are all games that, that we all thought we would lose. And we didn't. And so here's the Texans. This is this is actually one of the rare matchups that in the preseason we thought we actually had a shot at winning. Sure. So, Well, you had us winning 12 games in the preseason, so you had us winning like every game. Well, I would go back to the record, except that I, the sticky note that I wrote it on somehow ended up on the bottom of my shoe, uh, and it was two sticky notes, and I lost it. However, I do have Convenient. your pick. not nine and seven. You, uh, let's see, you had us winning against the Browns. You had us losing uh, against Buffalo. And you had us losing against Kansas City. So, I mean, you you kind of, you, you're... I mean, I'm not going to call you a fake fan. I oh, am no, going to give you a little bit. I'm not. It's not that I'm a fake fan. It's just that I'm terrible at predicting games. <laughs> you pick with your heart and not your brain. No, I. I think I try to overthink them with my brain, and sometimes you just let the heart lead the way. With what organ are you picking games? Yeah, I want to ask you a question <laughs> about what you said. Why is the game against the Texans a game we should win? They are six and five. They are at home. They have a premier player at the premier position. Why do you say the Broncos should win this game? They could. They can. They can win this game. Here's the thing. Is that up is down, hot is cold, left is right. Nothing makes sense this season. We started off terribly and suddenly we've caught fire. And so we are currently on fire. And so the law of averages dictate that we should stay on fire uh, at least for one more week and so uh, why not why can't why not us why not the denver broncos i i would tend to agree they're they are a pass first team that plays into our strength their top running back is devin singletary with uh what less than 500 yards rushing they're not a they're not a team that's going to gush gash you on the ground one would think famous last words they don't have a top pressure uh pass rush Jonathan Grenard, 
Greenard, whatever, is their top sacker. He has seven. They are a step down defensively from the Browns, but they're six and five for a reason. And that reason is CJ Stroud is having a legendary rookie season. Is that due to CJ Stroud or is it because they play in the AFC South? We play in the AFC West, which pretty much sucks, except for KC. Yeah, I, well, see, now that's logic, and I don't like you using it against me like that. This is a team that we can win. Um, we talked last week about the law of averages says we're going to stop getting those turnovers. The ball's going to stop bouncing our way. Did not happen this week. It, it helps that there are rookie quarterbacks to uh, go against for that law of averages. Yeah. So the Browns really threw us a solid with uh, not one but two uh, young quarterbacks that like to turn the ball over. And well, and this week we have a young quarterback who might just do the same thing. And the Browns put the ball on the ground a couple times, I believe, without us even touching it. They just like bumbled snaps. And I feel more confident about this game than I did last week. I picked the Browns to win last week, I think, because I didn't think the Broncos could score points. And we got 29. Two of them courtesy of one Zach Allen, which was pretty cool to see. Right? Safety's always fun. Yeah. Scorigami. It was a scorigami. Everyone That's gets excited great. about that but me. I, I'm sorry. I can't get so excited. You saw about history, it. Jess. Shut up and enjoy it. <sighs> <laughs> uh, all right. Score predictions. What do you think? Why don't you go first on this one? The Denver Broncos win 21 to 6. To 6? To six. Six. 21 to six. 21 to six. Well, we do a football pool here, you know, just for fun. No money changes hand. It's all legal, Jess. Of course. That's what you're asking. It's all legal. Uh And I picked the Broncos to win this week, which I haven't picked them to win the last few weeks because I didn't think they were going to beat the Bills. I didn't think they were going to beat the Chiefs. I didn't think they were going to beat the Browns. I thought they were going to come back to earth a little bit last week. And picking with my heart this week, but I think it's going to be a closer game. I'm going to say 24-23 Barrancos. 24-23. You think it's going to be that close? I think it's going to be that close. I think uh, we're going to be uh, on the edge of the seat, clenched tight. We're going to get a picture of Jess laying on the ground, hopefully with his pants <laughs> on this time. and um, In a prone position. Yes. <laughs> like you said, this team could win. And God damn, just think about this for a second, Jess. One week from, from now, if we're right, and when have we been wrong, we could be talking about the seven and five Denver Broncos. I like talking about the six and five Broncos, but the seven and five. Now, again, we did the math before the show, and what's better uh, than six? It's seven. Jesus, it keeps it could keep getting better. You know, it reminds me of 1998. We were defending Super Bowl champs. We win 13 in a row, and then we go into New York and we lose to the Giants, and then we lose to Miami. And I think having that losing streak over right before the playoffs helped the team. And so they kind of reset the team. And so with a winning streak that long, a winning streak five games long, six games long, I know I get nervous about it's got to end sometime, right? And so I, I don't think it ends this week. But long, the longer the winning streak goes, you think I should enjoy it more, right? But I get nervous that, like, we have to come back to earth, right? right. Do we? No, it's true. Maybe we don't. 
Here's Broncos the thing win. about that 98 winning streak is that they had just won the Super Bowl the year before. Everybody knew that they were going to be really good. Terrell Davis was coming back. John Elway was coming back. Everybody had expectation. Even Terry Bradshaw saw the Broncos as the clear-cut favorite to repeat. And those two losses kind of uh, brought the Broncos back to center and were like, okay, you guys need to focus. You guys yeah. are going to be the back-to-back champions. You guys need to play like it. And so the difference between that season and this season is that right now the anomalous play is not the two games where we lose. It's the five games where we are winning. And so I am a little hesitant. I am that much more nervous that losing could break the spell that five win five game win streak spell that Uh the Broncos are capable, good, fun to watch, um, not charlatans, that they would quickly return to what we saw the first five weeks of the season. And that, that is my big fear. And I know that's that's crazy and that's dumb. Like, clearly, you know, the, the truth is somewhere in between. They're not as bad as what we saw earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And they may not be as good as what we've seen of late, but they, they appear to be at least confident. Edmonton's in the world on fire. They might be this good, a team that fudges around and finds a way to win. That might be who they are. So, hey, can we play a little throwback what if for you? It's one I've always been curious about. Sure. Talking about that 98 Broncos team, one of the big NFL upsets occurred in the NFC Championship game when Gary Anderson missed a field goal for the very first time that would have sent the 15-1 Minnesota Vikings with prime Randy Moss Chris Carter to the Super Bowl against the 14 and 2 Denver Broncos. If those Vikings win that NFC Championship game, are the Broncos back-to-back champions? Cuz that Vikings team was 15 and 1 and good. Yes, they are. You they think are. So? Yeah. Uh, Cuz that Falcons game was not even close and those Bron- that Broncos team was amazing. Like it, it was. was amazing. That was that was quite possibly the best offensive Broncos team outside of you know, the Peyton Manning 2013 year that we've ever seen. I I have to believe that since they won so decisively against the Atlanta Falcons that they absolutely 100% would have beaten the Minnesota Vikings. That that team was good. Dante Culpepper, Robert Smith, that offense. Yeah, yeah. Prime Randy Moss. Dennis Green was the coach. Yeah, but Prime Randy Moss might have been the the best NFL player not named Jerry Rice you know, of that like 20 year era there. He was that good. You know, I'm asking another question about last week. We we're trying to decide who gets more credit, Sean Payton or uh, Vance Joseph. Sean Payton was pretty spectacular this week. He had an answer for everything the Browns wanted to do on defense. He, he was, it was a chess game out there and he was just moving them around the board and making every right move. That was pretty much something to see. Having the time of his life. I'm still going to say I am so, so sorry, Vance Joseph, I, for everything I said and maybe a few of the things I've written. I, I, I am so I am so sorry about everything. And I really hope that one day he forgives you for everything that you said about him. Man, All right, Mike, good. we got we to gotta call it because I have a water leak in my basement and I have a bunch of arcade machines that are sitting in the water. And so I need to move them off of the water and just figure out how I'm going to stop this this uh, disaster that's unfolding in my very office right here just 10 feet that way so uh so I'm gonna let you go 
it's uh, it's a good day in Broncos country. What's what's better uh, than six and five? Seven and five, baby. That's right. That's right. Any parting thoughts? Pizza, 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 pizza. Oh my God.